Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, October the 31st, 2021. Happy Halloween. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. On today's episode, we are talking 30 ways to make progress in your life. This is directed towards not just your health in fitness, but your career, your finances, your relationships, and everything that encompasses your individual world. Um, before we jump into this, reminder, our five-week face melter challenge is kicking off here in about 13 days. So the program actually kicks off on November the 15th. We close the registration down, I believe, that Friday night or Saturday night, Saturday night. So November the 13th, we closed down the registration. You have 13 days from right now. Uh, again, it's five weeks. You guys will be active every single day, Monday through Friday. We kind of, you know, rip your face off in, a, in the most loving, healthy way possible. The weekends, uh, mobility flow, and we're going to take you up all the way almost until the new year. So we'll probably finish up right around uh, Christmas time. We're actually throwing in our 50 day end of the year kind of planner where you guys can map out you know, all the holiday parties and travel and cheats and treats you're going to have in there. It's just a great accountability program uh, to roll you into the new year instead of, you know, packing on a bunch of excess, you know, garbage weight, uh, for lack of a better term. Most people, they tend to drink way more, eat way more and move way less during that kind of time from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And this program is created to alleviate that. I think we've ran it once or twice before. We do have a different program we typically run at the end of the year, but this one is a little bit more uh, intense, but anybody can do it. Uh, and I do think for most people, you'll do way better in this than you would by yourself. So again, the site, uh, Jeremy Fitness, ugh, jeremyscottfitness.com slash face dash melter dash challenge. The link's in my Instagram bio. I'm happy to give you guys a podcast discount code if you're interested. And uh, we'll rock it the last uh, five weeks of the year. It actually helps me. Uh, make a lot better choices. Uh, I'm hyper engaged and we share a ton of stuff that we do here in-house with you guys as well inside of a, <clears throat> excuse me, private Facebook group. Also, the podcast is brought to you by my homies at Athletic Greens. You guys already know it's the one thing I take every single day. I never miss. Right now, we've talked them into giving you guys a year supply of free vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first order. If you're somebody like me who struggles to get enough greens every day, I do the best I can, but I'm not going to get five to six servings of Brussels sprouts and asparagus. It just isn't going to happen. So literally, I take a pack of athletic greens, I rip it, put it in water, shake it, I slam it, and I'm good to go. We're talking the antioxidant equivalent of 10 to 12 servings of fruits and vegetables. Super simple. Takes all about 30 seconds to do. There's also probiotics in there, digestive enzymes, which is important for gut health and your immune system, especially going into kind of the winter months where for a lot of you, it's getting a lot colder and the, uh, the cold and flu season is running a little bit rampant. So if you've heard me talk about it before and you're ready to jump on it, the site athleticgreens.com slash Jeremy Scott gets you the greens with a free year of vitamin D, which you should be taking already and five free travel packs or Hit us up, and I'll have Monica send a pack right to your front door. You can try it 100% for free on us, and then you'll understand it is the best tasting greens there is, and you can get hooked up with all the free stuff from there. I'm going to put all the other sponsors uh, in the show notes, uh, from Beam to Kettle on Fire and JLab all the way down the list. If you guys do want our free supplement guide, if you want our free smoothie guide, we have a free macro guide. Literally, I'm looking at like the 
the guide pages here. I think we have about 50 free guides covering a wide variety of things. So if you guys want them, hit us up. Otherwise, I throw a lot of this stuff in our newsletter, which comes out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday minimum. Some weeks, even five or six emails. So you can always message us. We can put you on the newsletter and you guys can get a kind of detailed written version of all the stuff we talk about here and a lot of other bonus giveaways we do for all of our athletes and everyone else. So with that, we are talking 30 ways to make progress in your life. This originally got sent to me from Heather from Adam Jablin, J-A-B-L-I-N on Instagram. Hopefully I'm saying the last name right, but here we are. Happy Halloween. Yeah, I saw you dressed up our dog. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It's my tradition to always dress up JC. <laughs> I'm sure she hates it deep down secretly. She was really good. I gave her a lot of treats, though. Anybody can probably be... took 100 photos. <laughs> for three good ones. Yes. yes. Anybody can be talking to something for some external motivation. Treats tend to work for even humans, but especially dogs. And go Cougs, right? Yeah, go Cougs. We went to the game yesterday at ASU, and the Cougs showed up and, and won, which was really exciting, and it was great to, to be at a college football game because it had been... At least two years. Two years, yeah. Feels like forever. So that was awesome, and it, it helps living, what, six, a 10-minute drive from our house to downtown Tempe, so... It's really convenient. <laughs> yeah, super painless, even though it was 200 degrees here yesterday, which is nice. I'm not complaining about the It was like the in sun. the 80s, but gosh, in the stadium, it felt like it was like 100 because the sun was just beating on us. I'm definitely burnt. My shoulders are burnt. Yeah, the whole left side of my face <laughs> looks like Scarface here from a little, uh, little too much sunshine. But no, it was nice to be back into um, in a college setting in the arena. I, I was talking today here with some of the dudes because the Packers just played here on Thursday night, and we have a ton of Packers fans here that traveled out to it, and we went to the Vikings-Cardinals game about a month before, and just noticing at the game like how it's different from the NFL, where I'm not saying the NFL people don't scream at fans. Like If you're in like Philly or the Raiders games, obviously it's different. Uh, in Arizona here, it's, it's way more chill, at least like in the seats we were in, but yesterday, some of these dudes just screaming at these college kids. I just mean, talking major crap. Like so much mm-hmm. shit and so negative. It was just, and these are, they're obviously they look like grown men, but they're kids. I'm like so embarrassed for those fans that do that. I'm like, how old are you? And you're such a loser. Like, I get it. <laughs> like you're, you want to be into the game, but this is a 20 year old kid where you paid money to go watch him play. And you could like never get to that level. So no. maybe you should just shut your mouth. Yeah. And that's. <laughs> That, that's what always baffles me when guys will, and it's almost, I'm sure there's women that do it too, but it's mostly dudes. Yeah. You notice. And I'm like, man, you couldn't last like two minutes on the field. Like have some respect. Yeah. It's kind of gnarly, but yeah. it was fun for sure. Um, it was warm, but it was fun. <laughs> it was. Um, so yeah, here we are. Now it's Halloween. <laughs> I know. And that's when it kind of starts to get cool here. Yeah. It always turns like Halloween night the temperature at night in the morning definitely drops so i know for all of you guys in the midwest or (laughs) the east coast or the pacific northwest you're basically telling us to shut the hell up because (laughs) you don't have this but it is uh you get earth's oven is starting to cool down but you get it wears you out over time but i'll never get tired of the sunshine and i'll i'll definitely take it being 80 and too hot than freezing my ass off any day of the week what's your favorite halloween candy that you're looking forward to having um I don't, 
I don't want to buy any. I have to Be- buy some for the kids, yeah, though. Yeah, but so. we, you know how we do it. I know. We buy them the crap that I we I always don't buy the like. stuff that I don't really like, so I won't have it in the house. If it's chocolate, any any of the candy bars, those are my favorites. So I typically try to buy the gross, like Dots, Laffy Taffy, Tootsie Roll combination. <laughs> uh, is suckers are in there? Dum Dums. Mm-hmm. I was um I was talking to somebody the other day. Imagine, like you're. Your dum-dums, like those little suckers, like there's peach, there's fruit punch, there's root beer or whatever. They do no marketing. They have no commercials, Mm -hmm. no billboards, no social media that I know of. And yet they've been selling for 50 years. Well, you know what I just saw the other day, a commercial, you know, the original Tootsie Tootsie Roll pop commercial with the bird, like the owl. The owl. Yeah. One, two, three, and he buys Mm -hmm. it. They showed it. That had to be, I mean, how many years old a, is that commercial? But it I'm was. A, I'm a kid, so 30 at least. Yeah, it just, it was super cool to see it because I'm like, gosh, I haven't seen this in forever. But. but yeah, I don't like, I like some of the Laffy Taffy flippers, but I wouldn't buy it and just eat it. Like the banana is disgusting. It doesn't, it doesn't taste anything like a banana, first of all. Uh, but I do like some of those, but I'm not going to buy the things I like. What what do you like? Snickers? <clears throat> My favorite candy bar. It depends on the mood, man. I like um I do Reese's. like I do like Snickers. I like Milky Way. I like real caramel stuff, even though it's like fake caramel. Um I do Twix. Like, I do like Twix. <laughs> I like Milky Way. I like Snickers. I like Reese's peanut butter cups. There's so many when you think baby, about it. Baby Butterf- Ru- Butterfinger. Baby Ruth, yeah. Hunter Grand. Yeah. There's so many. Um Kit Kat. <laughs> I do like Kit Kats. Uh, Almond Joy. Mm-hmm. Those are really good. Mounds, which is the dark chocolate with no almonds, because Almond Joy has the almonds. I used to like the salted nut rolls. You know what I'm talking about? Mm, I didn't like those. Yeah. It's like caramel, but like, I don't know, was it in the middle? Nougat or like some kind of white filling? This sounds disgusting. Uh, But that's like, those were good. My dad used to eat those. And I'm like, oh, these are great. I liked all candy as a kid. I literally would take... I love Skittles. <laughs> I don't mind Skittles. Starburst, some of the flavors. You know who... He, like, my best friend, Connor. Like, I mean, literally. Every candy, dude. But, like, he would do all the peach rings, mm. sour gummy worms, nerds, runts, I just can't believe how much candy I used to eat. And just filling up our pillowcase full. And then just making myself so sick on Halloween night and the day after. I would eat Halloween candy for breakfast for probably two weeks. Like I literally, like you just stash it in your room and just yeah. over time, just like I would take it completely, to school. Completely, yeah. Put it in your backpack. So disgusting. Like literally, would eat no the amount of sugar we would consume. No real food. When you think about your diet though, as a kid, like what did you see for breakfast as a kid? Sugar. <laughs> like cereal. Cereal, yeah. And drink what? Orange juice. Sunny D. Capri Sun <laughs> for breakfast so bad but yeah There's... I'm excited to hand out candy hopefully we get a lot of trick-or-treaters because last year we got like maybe a couple neighbors but it was still you know weird out so oh the world was really weird <laughs> we usually get a ton I because I brought it in here and Monica's a little kid if you guys mm-hmm. watch my Instagram story his name's Kobe he's two now I gave he's that so cute. I gave that kid probably a hundred suckers and a hundred pieces of gum last year like that's people are like, why does he like you so much? I'm like, well, I just gave him candy for 
a year and a half straight. What do you expect? I'm sure Monaco appreciates that. Um, I think it's at that point where anything to get him to be quiet, that's what you're going with. That was my Mm go-to. So here we are. 30 ways to make progress in your life. A lot of these are things you guys know. Maybe we'll touch on something and do it in a little bit greater detail. Uh, I'm happy to post the whole list as well on the show notes. But again, we'll just run through them one at a time. Number one, which I haven't read through these full admission. uh, Heather has. But the first one I do think is probably one of the most important, if not, and just waking up early. Mm -hmm. I agree. And really sticking to a consistent morning routine and waking up when your alarm goes off and not just going back into bed or hitting snooze. I asked you that the other day. Could you imagine now just waking up at 10 in the morning? No. I would feel like so much of the day went away. You just wasted so much time. And I'm not against it if you guys do need sleep and you work, you know, third shift or you're like a doctor or nurse and you got these funky schedules. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this doesn't directly apply to you. But to the normal person, Heather's like a six to six person. That's her new window of operation. <laughs> we found that out yesterday. She's good from about well, 6 a.m. Okay. to 6 p.m. I was day drinking in the sun at the football game and I worked out, came in here at 7 a.m., yeah, so it hit me and at 6, 6 p.m. I was like, well, I'm kind of ready for bed. It's about 5.30. Your day was over. I'm like, <laughs> here we are. But and I think about it, and you'll say, well, what happened to me? Well, when we were younger, we would stay out to the bar till mm-hmm. 1 o'clock in the morning. And then on Sunday, we wouldn't move mm-hmm. until I noon. Mean, pretty much. So it's just different. I, I will say when you do get up early, especially even if it's by yourself and it's not on a work day, your body getting used to a rhythm, I think, is a lot healthier for you guys than waking up at five these days and then sleeping until noon one day. And that goes the same with going to sleep about the same time. I do think even though a routine might seem like a prison, it really is the most freeing thing there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives you a structure that allows you to be successful. And what I've noticed for me, my favorite times are when I, I'm up the same time every day. Now, if I, even if I can lay in bed and return emails and just chill, it's a little bit easier. But I'm still awake. When I get in my car, instead of feeling like I'm rushing here because people are going to be in here you know, going crazy, on the days I can come here early when no one's here for a couple hours are my most productive. Mm-hmm. And I tend to – it tends to be the most silent. I have my – I don't have a lot of great thoughts. But when I do have them, it tends to be at those times when it's quiet in here I can think, I can be kind of creative, and I can get a lot of things done as well. And I think the same thing will happen for you guys, especially if you struggle with, I don't have time to work out, I don't have time to eat right, I don't have time to start a side hustle. That's all bullshit. If you get up a little bit earlier, you can make time for all those things. Right. I feel like it helps me just plan out my day, and it gives me that time in the morning to actually enjoy my coffee, not feel rushed, and make a plan for the day, and really take advantage of those hours that you have and make the best of it and not just waste it. Yeah. I don't know a lot of super successful people who don't get up early and Mm -hmm. early is a relative term. I'm not saying wake up at four o'clock in the morning like me, but if you're up by, by by like Mm 7am, I would say you can still crush it and be awesome. Again, if you're a person who naturally likes to stay up till midnight and you wake up at seven, you can be super productive. Mm -hmm. It's those that I woke up at 10, I woke up at 11, I crawled out of bed at noon. Like, 
I, I don't see a lot of hyper-fit, hyper-successful humans doing that. Number two, read daily, even though you wrote ready daily. <laughs> I have to call it out because if I send I always an, e- call him if I send an email, like, you didn't write that correctly. I'm like, yeah, dude. <laughs> Wait till you send an email. And here we go. Yeah, read daily, which... Maybe spell daily. <laughs> okay. Uh, so... <laughs> I feel like you and I listen to audiobooks quite a bit, even if it's like today, um, I was trying to get motivated and inspired. And even if it's, I went into my audiobook app and I just listened to another chapter, not even the full chapter, but just a chapter that had resonated with me from a book. And so it just sometimes like just listening to bits and pieces. Maybe you don't have a lot of time in that day to, to do a lot of reading, but just even if it's 20 minutes or 30 minutes, it can go a long way, whether it's like in the car on, on a commute, walking the dog, um, or just reading something inspiring that you feel resonates with you on social media, you know, various content or articles that you, have researched or someone shared, things like that can really help you. Um, just kind of focus on what goals that you want to achieve. Well, it educates you too. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, obviously we talk about people, oh, so-and-so graduated from college and they're super successful. I'm like, yeah, but I don't know how you measure success, but we say that, oh, so-and-so got this degree or so But if they didn't do any work after that, what is it worth? Like the education just doesn't stop there. Mm-hmm. They have to continually put in the work to advance, keep up with technology, keep up with the profession. For me, obviously Audible has been a game changer. I do about 100 books a year on Audible. This year is probably less just because I have done so many podcasts, which to me is almost the same. Or if I listen to, like I'll listen to Rhonda Patrick sometimes. And basically that's like a, it's like a book. It's mm-hmm. so technical. Sometimes it's actually I'm too dumb for me to even get through. But I do listen to a lot of those things. That's how I've educated myself through the years because people will have these conversations and you're talking with experts who are basically giving you an audio version of a book they would write. I do read a lot of things. Finance uh, tends to be one of them. There's a lot of people here that send me different articles and I'm on a handful of newsletters too just because I like to be up with, not just with finance, but like with technology. Uh, I do, as I'm older now, I do give a shit about like the economy and real estate and the market and crypto and these things because we have money invested in them. And so it is an interest of mine. I do read uh, other people's fitness stuff like BG Gadur has a newsletter. I always read his. Dave Schmitz has one. I like to read his. So I always try to read things from people obviously I respect um, and that are kind of in my same circle and care about the same things that I care about. It's it's Without doing that, I don't think your life really is going to move forward at the clip you want it to. And I'm not saying you have to read and listen to audiobooks as much as you watch TV or football. But if you find yourself sitting on your ass watching four hours of football on a Sunday and you haven't read a book in two years, it's probably a pretty good indicator of, you know, where your life is if you don't feel you're making as much progress in your career or in your education or in, you know, your fitness or nutrition knowledge right? just by reading. Number three, this is probably the most important one. Mm-hmm. Eat well, real food, protein, produce, and water, wash, rinse, repeat all the yeah, time. Yeah, fuel, fuel your mind, your body, and, you know, nutrition is key. 
if you eat like shit, you probably tend to feel like shit. I'm mm-hmm. not saying don't enjoy some treats and stuff. Enjoy your Halloween. Just make sure the, the candies and stuff are worth it. But if you're not putting good stuff in to create a body that can move and think and feel the way that you want to is damn near impossible. Number four, treat yourself. Oh, sorry. (laughs) To love yourself. yourself. Love yourself. So practicing loving yourself first, you can be the best version of you and, and just help show up for others. I think is huge. Yeah. I love myself. I'm awesome. I know that. I don't, I don't uh, suffer from that uh, problem, but some people do. I just think you, you got to celebrate your wins, man, even the little stuff. So if you're a person who, let's say, for example, doesn't get up early and you struggle with it and you want to be more productive and then you got up early, you know, two days in the following week, like give yourself a pat on the back, Mm -hmm. give yourself congratulations. Everybody does this. We... Be proud of yourself. Oh, yeah. We have this natural inclination to look at negative things in our life. In our bodies, people do it all the time. Um, We look at the things we don't have instead of the things we do have, and then we talk negatively. I'm not as successful. I'm not that smart. I'm not that fit. I have cellulite here. I have wrinkles here. And you're looking at these small things that are wrong when you could look at the bigger picture of everything you have right. And if you did that... I think you'd love yourself on a higher level. If you just sat back and had gratitude and appreciation for all the awesome shit instead of the handful of negative things you don't have or that aren't perfect. And a lot of people are guilty of that. I don't, I've read it before. It's like some natural inclination we have in our brain to kind of search out the negative. And it's like social media. You'll feel bad about yourself and you'll start to hate on yourself because you posted a photo or a video and you got 50 positive comments but two assholes. And then you'll focus on the two negatives and not the 48 positives. And that's completely crazy. Yet most people do that way too often. So stop doing that. Right. Number five, be yourself. Yeah, this one's also obviously really important. Be authentic. Stay true to who you are. No one can be you, so don't try to be like anyone else. I think that's always a great reminder. If you start to compare to someone else, just remember there's only one one of you, and you are unique, and you have your own unique gifts and talents and strengths, and and you just have to, to really focus on that to build, to become the person that you want to become. I just don't understand why you would try to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. I cannot for the life of me um we're all messed up dude all of us like we all have issues we all have problems we're all you know borderline i think crazy at certain times over certain things and there's things that hold yeah no one has it all figured out no and so when you are trying to be somebody else and you think like they have it figured out or they're crushing it all they've figured out is how to hide it better than you have or how to display it better publicly and then just go home and, and be a, a basket case or be a crazy person. And <laughs> why, why are you laughing? Because I've been there. <laughs> it's a weekly occurrence at our house. We get to oh, sh- pod- podcast Heather and then Wednesday Heather. Two, diff- <laughs> two different people for sure. Uh, what I'm saying is you just have to be comfortable in your own skin and you can improve the things in your life that maybe aren't perfect and you can always make yourself a better person. But if you're a crazy extrovert, you're not going to be an introvert. If you're the most, you know, diehard, you know, hermit introvert, you're not going to be a cheerleader for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to embrace who you are. Yeah. 
it's uh it's like the Moby Dick saying like mm -hmm. the old man's the old man and the fisherman is going to be the fisherman like you just you are who you are in this world and I think you just got to take time to really figure that out um and that's most people's problem you know understanding your strengths your weaknesses and and you really have to to work on those otherwise you're not going to move forward in the areas that you want to grow in well yeah you have to a lot of you have gifts and you have to embrace them and take them and you can't look at, well, this person does this great and I suck at that. And that's fine. I look at it like a football team. Like the, the world is a football team, if you will. Some people are the quarterback. Some people are the punter. Some people play offensive line. Some people are wide receivers, but we all don't play all positions. And I think everybody kind of wants to be sometimes the thing that they're not, which is really weird. But if you play to your strengths and you can improve the other things, you'll be just fine. And it requires work. I think people just don't understand sometimes, like, and they're lazy. And I've I've been guilty of it too. But if you really want to change something, you have to put in the work. Um, I, I guess we're kind of going away off topic. But just remember to just stay true to who you are. Yeah. And don't let other people influence, influence you and change you you know, in a, in a, like a negative way. And sometimes that's your family and mm -hmm. your parents and your husband or wife. Why can't you be more like so-and-so? Why can't you be more like this person? Because I'm not that fucking person. That's yeah. why I can't be them. That's re If you're, I'm, I'll stop talking about this. We'll move on. Cause we'll be here all day. If you're doing that to your husband or wife, if you're doing that, I'm not telling you how to parent, but if you're doing that to your kids, stop, <laughs> it's not good, dude. It really isn't, man. It's not fair. And it fucks people up. I would never compare Heather to some girls I dated before her. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. It's not the same. And she shouldn't do that to me. I shouldn't compare her to like some girl who comes here or some girl I met at the bank or some, well, this person does that. Why don't you do that? You can't do that. It's toxic. Yes. It's not going to end well for anybody. Right. You just have to take people for what they are and you can have these open dialogues, but we all just have to be individually us. If you like certain things or you don't like certain things, embrace that, roll with it. And you, you what I'm saying is if you really are yourself like me, I'm, I'm kind of raw. I swear. I'm, I just, I am, really? how, I am, how, I am. How, people <laughs> complain about it. Uh, I am how I am. But what I do is I've attracted people who are like me. And so now I have this whole world I live in where almost everybody who comes here is, whether they realize it or not, are very much like me. I feel like, or they also just feel like they can't, they're so comfortable to be who they really are because they see that in you. And we've created this like community where there's no judgment. We, we don't judge people. We just accept everybody for who they are. And that is so important. And I think if you haven't found a circle of friends or, um, whether it's, you know, church or gym or some other hobby where you're able to truly be yourself, because I think a lot of us that, um, you know, we don't have the luxury I, like Jeremy to work for himself so he can create his own environment. For those of us who work for somebody else for our job, sometimes you do feel like it can be very confusing because you feel like you have to hold back and you can't really be who you are. You have to be like work mode, Heather. Sometimes I have to feel, well, a lot of the time I feel like I have to be we a just, certain way and you, I have to hide who I am. <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't do that. That's the wrong word. What you do is you just put on a filter. Right. Which is. That's true. Yeah. A filter. Probably appropriate. Mm -hmm. For you. 
Which leads me to number six. <laughs> well, I just mean like you're not going to be. I know, I know. Like we are the meanest. Well, and you have to be professional, obviously. It's, That's what I mean. Yeah. You're the meanest to your husband or wife. Mm-hmm. You're the meanest to the people in your own house. We all are. It's just how it is. And so when you're at work and someone does something stupid, you put a filter on. Or when someone's like being dumb and talking shit, like you put this filter up like, okay, well, I'm just going to sift through it and go through it because you can't scream at a coworker like you can scream at me. Right. Which And it's the same way of like you working with clients here and obviously you have to still be professional. You can still do it in your own way though and have a little bit more freedom and flexibility and not have... Oh, way more. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of my point. But I still... Like if you were to say something that a new person here would say to me, I'm not going to give them the exact same answer I give you. Mm -hmm. I will put a filter on it because I don't know this person yet. And that's what we all do, which leads us to number six judge less and you just you have to just appreciate people for who they are and where they're at and sometimes it's it's hard to do um the world's been weird so uh people have gotten real and the internet i think hypes it up because there's you know you're behind the avatar you're not in the room with the person a lot of people are willing to talk a lot of shit that they would never say to somebody to their face but i tend to just take people as they are and i try to give people the benefit of the doubt I I don't judge people by the first time I meet them. I never have because I don't think you can know somebody in you 30 can't. minutes. There's no context there. You need to go deeper in their book. You're just at chapter one. You got to go to at least chapter 10. And sometimes people are uneducated. Sometimes they're ignorant. Sometimes they're having a bad day or they're going through a lot of shit or whatever it may be. So I try just not to judge. And I, I try to do it from a place of, of having as much perspective as possible as I can. Well, and judging others is just a reflection in, of who you are and it reveals your own insecurities. And that's why you're judging a lot of people is because you're unhappy with certain areas of your life. So you need to own up to that and recognize it and be aware and ask yourself, why am I judging this person and how can I be better in this area? Um, because that will continue to hold you back and I feel like I've really worked on this over the years um, because it's it's not who I would ever want to be. Well, no, if you could record yourself doing this in these moments and play it back, you'd be like, wow, mm-hmm. like what an asshole I am. And when I say judge people, a lot of people are guilty of this, especially in the world, because now we can see what everybody does all the time. And oh, well, so-and-so... You know, how do they get that car? How do they get that house? How do those guys afford that? How can they take that trip? And, oh, well, their parents must have given or, money. Or they must be in debt or whatever. This it's, is their political view or this is what they believe in and you don't believe in it. And it's like, well, they have their own right to believe what they want to believe or live their life the way they want to live it. Yeah, I, w- I just don't get the, the vilifying of people because I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what influenced so-and-so to vote for this or vote for that person. And honestly, I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. Like, we are not our thoughts. Like, we have – and what I mean by that is, like, you can change your thoughts. You can change your beliefs. You can update, you know, the thing and – and I mean this in all sincerity. And a lot of people start to get married to ideology and married to a methodology. And they feel like it shows a sign of weakness or stupidity if they admit they were wrong. When in all reality, it does the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know how impressive it is for somebody to be like, you know what? I used to think this and now I don't. I know. It shows. I have so much more respect for those people. It's a growth, dude. Do you know like what we thought was cool at 25 to now? 
Like, yeah. I thought, man, if you had a Mercedes, like, you made it in the world. Again, That's it so goes dumb to me. back to being vulnerable, and vulnerability is a sign of true strength. And I think when most people, when more people can understand that and be honest with themselves, that's where you grow and you you become, you know, an inspiring person. And as we get older, I think sometimes we look backwards and we can't understand, like, what younger people do. And then, because you're so far removed from it, and then you're like, well, what was I doing at 25? What was I doing at 22? What well, was I doing at 30? Or it's like, you know, be open-minded or have an understanding, like, the world's not the same now as it is what you know it's completely different from when we grew up so we're all navigating through this at the same time and we're all confused so for us to sit and judge everybody how could so-and-so not do that or how could they believe that you it takes you sitting down and having like a very detailed conversation with that person to dig into why they do or don't do what they do but just judging from the outside never helps right number seven set goals if you don't have a goal, then what are you working towards? I guess because we're both very goal-oriented people, people that don't set goals, I have a hard time understanding just because I'm not wired. I'm wired that way. And I'm like, well, what are you working towards then? How do you how do you not have a plan or like the next the next item you want to focus on, whether that's personal or professional? So I guess for me, it's it's just like, why, why wouldn't you set goals? <laughs> well, if you don't, what do you, you're just mindlessly going mm-hmm. through the day. Everything we do is that. Even when we work out here today, we set the time cap at 50 minutes. Your goal is to do this entire workout, everything listed in 50 minutes or less. And then we all set individual goals inside of that. We do it with everything we do in life. You're doing it whether you realize it or not. You might not have these concrete goals written down, but you have them even consciously or subconsciously somewhere in your brain. My goal is to get to work on time. You know, I'm just like, it's done. Mm-hmm. My goal is to brush my teeth. My goal is to wipe my ass. Like you have these basic things you're doing. Those are goals and either you achieve them or you don't. Like, you know, right? like your breast stinks or you got mud butt, you know, whatever. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, and for me, it's like I always try to break them up in buckets and so it's like, I'll have a health goal. I'll have a career goal. I'll have a, you know, personal, whether it's like relationship goal or, a um, you know, something, a passion goal, whatever that looks like, but really identifying the, the various areas of your life that you want to work on and progress in, you have to set a goal. Which leads us into number eight, plan your day. Same concept. Mm-hmm. I do think you should have an outline. One of the, the best things I learned years ago uh, from Pat Rigsby, and I did it already in one context. I just took it to a different level when he explained it to me. And what you're going to find is when you listen to podcasts like this uh, and you start to look at people in your life that you think are doing things well, and they seem to be very, I'm not saying successful, but they're productive, they're uh, diligent. They are very motivated. High achievers. Yes. Mm -hmm. We tend to all do kind of the same things in a lot of areas of life. And in terms of planning your day, all I would do before I went to sleep, I kind of map out my day and I'd write it down. I still do it now uh, on my phone. Typically I also do have a bunch of post-its here because I do old school stuff, 
but I'll be like, okay, here's what I have to do today. Here's the clients we have. Here's the groups we have. Here's the phone calls. Here's our meetings. I'm probably going to train at about this time. Here's when I'm going to eat my meal. Like I just have this very structured life because I hate wasting time. I hate going through a day, getting lost in busy work and feeling like I was not productive. It bother it bothers me like you would not believe. So by, by doing that, at least I have an outline of what the next mm-hmm. day is going to be. Now, I might have four problems that come up, and that plan might kind of go to shit, but I still have an outline of the things that need to be done in kind of this chronological order, and it helps me just be the most productive. Right, and it helps me just organize, and it just helps me not stress so much when I plan out my week. Like Usually, I'll do it on a Monday morning and use my Outlook calendar and I map out from Monday to Sunday what that week looks like. I'll schedule, you know, my workouts, you know, what days I'm coming up to JSF. Um, and then my work, you know, what I need to accomplish for work. And then personal, um, whether that's, you know, various events that I have that week or maybe it's just like running errands. So then I will put it in my my phone as well as my my laptop and refer to that throughout the week so I have a plan for each day and I can check off those to-dos and you know use my time to my best of my ability or sometimes you come up here and foam roll and then forget that the chimney cleaners come into the house <laughs> yeah it was in my phone but I don't think I put it on my outlook calendar and it didn't sync so I forgot that I had the pest control guy and the chimney sweep person coming so it all worked out yeah (laughs) but that's why having a plan is key uh number nine have a positive attitude i i just don't i don't see how you i don't know a lot of negative people like super negative people that are what i would consider successful or happy in advanced person Mm -hmm. and what i mean successful i just mean happy because to me, that's everything. You can look at the world always glass half empty. There's three kinds of people. I wrote about this uh, in a book I wrote years ago when I was even younger and dumber than I am now. <laughs> but I think you need to write another book. It seems it's just a lot of time. This podcast is like... I know. It's basically your book. <laughs> yeah. We could try to transcribe some of this stuff uh, and clean it up a little bit. But what, I'm, what I wrote was there's three kinds of people. Uh, it's like the glass all full person, like maybe overly optimistic and positive and believes things will always work out, which I'm not against it. There's the glass half full person, which tends to be, you know, kind of the the realist, you know, and they're like, nah, they kind of see things, you know, that they're going to work out, but they're also realistic. And there's the glass half empty person where they're like, well, you know, everything's kind of on a negative side. And if you want to take it to the next step, which is the fourth layer person, they just think the world sucks. They're the mm-hmm. person who says, well, even if I won the lottery, I'd have to pay the taxes. And I'm like, I, I get it, idiot. Yeah. But you didn't have any money before. Well, and it's like you can be realistic but still be positive. That's the key. And mm-hmm. we all have negativity laced inside of us depending on what your, your upbringing was, things you went through. That's always going to be there. We all have some kind of self-doubt and negativity inside. But you can – you can eradicate a lot of it by just having a good outlook on every single day. And it day. takes work every day, you know, and starting in the morning for me, I, I really try to to go through positive affirmations and and set myself up to you know, have a great day and focus on all my blessings and what I'm grateful for. And it requires work and effort. 
Well, that's the key mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. is key uh, for everybody listening. I don't know where you're at in life. I don't know what, what your station is. I don't know where you're at financially or your education or your health or your marriage or your, your friends and family. But if you happen to be lucky enough to listen to me ramble on right now, that, that means you have some free time or you're able to multitask at least a little bit. It also shows that you probably have an iPhone or one of these fancy phones that costs probably $2,000 or you're listening to me driving in your car on the way to your job or on the way to your house to hang out with somebody, to make money, to spend time with people you enjoy. Those are luxuries. They seem like just normal day-to-day things, but we live in a great time and a great era and you guys have some awesome shit going on. And that's enough for me just to be positive knowing that. Where my grandpa didn't have the opportunity to do a podcast. That wasn't a thing. Mm -hmm. My grandma never had Instagram. You know what I'm saying? Like she couldn't connect with people all over the world and learn the things we learn. They just couldn't do it. And for me, it's those little things that I wake up with every day. I'm like, man, I won, dude. Yeah. I live in a great place with great people and I'm I'm healthy and I feel good and I, I genuinely like what I do. It's pretty badass. And I think just a lot of people don't know how to be present and just stop and focus on those little things in life that you truly need to be grateful for and just taking a handful of minutes out of your day to really stop, slow down and focus on the beauty of life, you know? What would be your number one tip? What can you do to be more positive or just to make your daily life a little better? What's one thing you could do? I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say something and you're not going to have guessed it and you're going to agree with me 100%. What would you tell somebody? I mean, everybody's different, so... No, I have one thing that will help everybody. Okay. Well, why don't you just share that then? What would you say? Well, I just want to be better than you. So oh I wanted to hear your crappy answer before I give the best one. We're both competitive, so now he's going to piss me off. <laughs> what's what? What's the number one thing you would do today in your life just to have it be more positive if you're starting from scratch? What Re- could you add? Read a life? positive quote or write down a positive message to yourself every morning. That's a and great. Read it. That's a great answer. What's yours? Get a dog. <laughs> Mic drop. That's true. Yeah. I wake up every day at yes. four o'clock. This dog is like sleeping on its dog bed and will, or like laying on the ground. I try not to step on her and she comes out and begs for these dog treats and it's nothing special. And then she comes back to go to bed so for I, an hour. <laughs> I give these dogs the dog treats. I pet this dog. I give it like 20 kisses on the face and then the dog slowly walks back into the bedroom and goes to sleep with Heather and I'm like, that was awesome. Yeah. And it's the most basic thing ever. Well, and if you have kids, I'm sure you feel that in a whole different way if your kids are cool you know <laughs> like sometimes your kids like i this kid's crazy and then you're like oh this kid's so cute so it's probably like times a hundred right i just know with the dog it's like i don't ever scream at the dog it's just like they just are the best they lay there and i'm like look at that dog sleeping mm-hmm. so anyways we're crazy dog people but um i would say it would yeah make, you won good job I, if you get a dog it'll make your life more positive it will you'll feel better number 10 have a purpose and we just did a podcast about this finding your purpose seven questions to help you find your purpose in life so check that out if you haven't listened but uh you just really gotta figure out what drives you to wake up in the morning what excites you what inspires you what are you working towards who do you want to become what legacy do you want to leave behind you know and just really mapping out those questions um, and I think, you know, it, it changes, it evolves for both Jeremy and, Jeremy and I, I think 
we still ask those questions and it's normal to question yourself. Hey, am I really living up to my potential? What is my purpose? What are my passions and how do I create a life around those areas? So the purpose is take the time to, to figure that out. Yeah. And again, it's, it's going to mean different things in different buckets for everybody. It could be a purpose in your fitness. It could be a, what's the purpose in your marriage or your kids could be obviously a huge, you know, focus for you. And that's part of your legacy, which ties into it. What I'll say with the purpose thing, you just can't always look back on your life and like, well, I can't do that anymore. Or I can't do this anymore. I'm like, none of us can. Like, I can't go back and I can't redo this, this whole life that I've, we've created here. I'm not 24 years old anymore. I don't have the same energy as that. Mm -hmm. I go, this is my, and so what I'm saying to you is you can't always look at eras and say, well, I, the purpose is always going to be changing and evolving. What I started this business, it was way different. I selfishly just didn't want to hate my life every single day. And then like two, I thought it was super cool to be like the guy half naked in magazines and on videos. Like I really did. Like, Like, oh my gosh, we're cleaning out the laundry room and the office the last week and we found jeremy's old modeling photos like his portfolio man man there's this one picture where he's like holding up his white tank top like showing his abs and he has has a serious face and i'm like oh my gosh that's like when i first met you i was like fishing with dynamite and i remember you'd be like i have to go to a modeling shoot and i'm like oh that's so cool and here you are. And now I'm like, that's you're I, such a dork. That's how I reeled you in. <laughs> that's what we call just throwing the line out there. You reel them in, my friends. Fishing with dynamite when you're young and in shape. Now I'm an old man. Still in shape, though. Uh, what were we talking about? I should, I'm going to share one of those photos on like like a flashback throwback Thursday photo of Jeremy. Does, does it get you excited talking about it? No. I can tell it does. Uh, my point it's is pretty comical. My point is, oh, it's terrible, dude. Um, you had, I remember you like switched your Facebook profile photo to one of them, and this is like when we just became Facebook friends and we were dating, but like we weren't in a relationship yet. And I was like, oh, it's so hot. Of course, that's what. That's why I did it. I'm like trying to get the chicks to notice me. But what my point is, is that that's what you do, though, when you're a young dude. So embarrassing. Like, you think that's super cool. Like, that's what drives you, though. If I can be in this magazine, from a fitness person, if I can be in this magazine, if I can be recognized as this, then people will recognize you as this thing. It, it, you know, does that make sense what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I'm no longer an athlete. Like, college is over. I'm this new kind of person. I need a new purpose. And so then I became the guy who looks super fit, even though I didn't know as much I as I I give you credit, now. though. You, you didn't let anything hold you back and you weren't scared to go after it and try to look like a douche and <laughs> to the world. <laughs> like, think about that. I'm 25 years old. I'm half naked in these like photos that, I mean, this is how I made money though. Like I go to, yeah, Dil- you got paid. Which I go to nice. like, I go to Dillard's for like a shoot and I wear these t-shirts and they end up in the magazines and I do all this kind of crap, but I didn't have any money. And I really didn't get to the back to the other point. You got to be yourself, dude. Mm -hmm. I didn't give a shit what people thought, but my purpose was that at that time. Now, as I'm older, you couldn't pay me. If they said, Jeremy, we'll give you $20,000 a day to show up and do, I'd be like, no, I'm good, dude. I'm too old. I can't do this. Like call some young kid. Now my purpose is different. Yeah. I still do the half. Doing your blue steel face. Oh, Dave and I. The one, oh gosh, you guys, there's this amazing one of him coming out of the pool. 
Oh, Don Thompson's house. Yeah, it was freezing cold too. I remember that. Uh, I had a different life before this, but it's all this. That's what we did. Mm, like I that. I, and I, I talked to BJ about this. We'll move on. I don't want to get lost in this, but BJ and I talk about it sometimes. Gadur. And he's like, don't you wish we could still be like the 25 year old mindset a little bit. And what he means is where we post on social now, because this, it wasn't that when we started doing this. Right. So now when we do it and people will say stuff like, Oh, looking great, Jeremy, or like really creepy shit too. Um, I know I'm in shape, like I get it, but it doesn't excite me anymore. I don't do anything for likes and for comments. It means nothing to me. Now, if I was 25, I think it would have meant the world to me. And it didn't in certain, like, that's how we got this gratification. Like it was cool for us. Like it was like, that was, that was our applause. That was our audience. Now I do it to help people. It's like, cause at a younger age, you needed that validation. Yeah. You were still searching for external validation, which I think in your twenties, a lot of us go through that. I know I had it in my own way. And then now I think we've grown so much <laughs> like when you, I would hope so you evolve into your thirties and you realize, wow, that really doesn't matter. And what truly fulfills me and brings me happiness and joy is helping others and just being the best person I can be to show up for other people. Well, yeah. And that, that became your, it becomes your identity, mm -hmm. like your purpose and your identity for me, obviously my name. And you're not building. so selfish. Like in your twenties, I feel like you go through such a selfish period. <laughs> yeah. It's just, uh, I'm glad it's changed. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with where we are now. Number 11, you got to interact. Yeah, connect with others, network, learn from other people, meet new people. It's great to have, you know, your close circle of friends, but also it's great to, it will really benefit you when you meet new people. And it doesn't mean that you have to be close friends with them. I'm just meaning if it's a mentor or if it's um, an acquaintance or somebody that just can you can learn from. I think if you just constantly just stick with the same people, you're holding yourself back. You need to find a community mm -hmm. outside of your circle of friends. Now, if you're an introvert, this is terrible to hear because if I was listening to this and I was not me and someone said, Jeremy, you got to go meet a group of people that are not your friends. I mean, it's just, I can do it, but it's cringeworthy. I've been able to do it. We talked about this last night. I've gotten the secondary education here for the last 13 years from so many people in all walks of life, from different countries, different educational backgrounds, different finance backgrounds, different industries. Uh, we've had probably 100 guests on the podcast now. I learned something from each one of those people. It's one of the only reasons I can speak with like any intelligence is because I've learned something from all of them. It's leveled me up in a lot of areas of my life that I never thought would be possible. Not just in terms of, you know, business and money and those things, but how I think about things and how I hear things. And I listen to people who have different political beliefs than me, completely the opposite. People who have different financial beliefs and goals than I do, completely the opposite. People who have a different concept on you know, kids and marriage and travel and things than I do. And I listen to all of them. And that's helped me become what I consider like a, a much more well-rounded person than just someone who's, you know, so narrow-minded. And I think it does the same thing for you guys. Right. And I think it also helps you understand who you really are and what you really want, how you want to create your life moving forward because you've been able to experience 
and learn from so many other people and then just figure out what that looks like for you. Yeah. And what I mean with the interact outside of your circle, and this is not judgment on anybody. I'd never judge. I don't care what anybody does. If you're happy, I'm happy for you. Heather will tell you, I say it like a hundred times a day. If you are someone who you only associate with, you're a mom and it's just the moms in the mom group and they're all saying one thing and they're all doing one thing, but deep down you feel like that's not what you want to do or what you believe. If you don't get away from just that circle, you just get sucked into it. If you're the person who you're 25 years old, you're just, you're chasing, you know, clout and fame and money and all these things that really don't make you happy, but that's what all your friends do. You're going to get sucked into that circle. That's why I do think it's important to kind of put yourself in different arenas that's foreign to where you're at because you might find out, well, this is more inclined with what I like. I'm not saying change your friends or drop your friends, but if you only exist in the echo chamber where everybody thinks and says the same things, it's going to stunt your growth on every single level. I've been guilty of it as a kid and in the past. Now I live in a different space where people are always kind of challenging my ideas and my, and my beliefs, whether they realize it or not, but just by the things they're saying. And we're just surrounded by people with all different backgrounds, different, you know, life experiences, different age ranges. And uh, I think it just is so beneficial. That's why I say if you can join a gym or, I mean, some people, maybe it's church, I don't know, mm-hmm. but a, a gym community because you can get close to people that don't do what you do. They're not from where you're from. You have this common goal of being healthy and fit, but outside of that, everything else is unique. And so it does expand your horizons. Number 12, fail fast, fail often, fail forward. And just accept that failure is a part of life. Everyone fails at something. So you just have to keep going, keep learning, try to be better. And you, it will ultimately lead to a successful uh, anything in life. I think if you just continue to, to try. Well, that's what fitness is failing. Strength mm-hmm. training is failing. You're training. I'm not saying like always to failure, but I don't win every workout here. Uh, I don't hold every record here in the building. I don't always have the best workouts. Uh, Some days I'm weaker or I'm not as strong or I, you know, push myself to almost failure on the reps, but it's that falling short that creates growth. It's that not accomplishing it that drives me to get up the next day and the next day and the next day. And in business and in life, I fail probably every day in some way, shape or form. And that's okay. You learn from it. Because if you always won and everything was always sunshine and rainbows, it really wouldn't, uh, it wouldn't push you to do anything else different. And so as much as it sucks, especially when you take a big L and things don't go your way. I think there's a reason. Mm -hmm. Oh, so when one door closes, usually another one opens or you end up actually opening it and figuring it out. But it sucks to take losses. It sucks to, you know, not have things go your way, but it's going to happen no matter what. So you might as well just accept it and move on quick. Number 13, build a brand. Yeah, we, I mean, we now have the power of, we've had the power of technology for years now. So it just keeps getting better and better and more options. And you can easily build a brand utilizing technology. Um, and it could be like Jeremy or as an entrepreneur owning your own business or even in your own career, for example, just building a brand on LinkedIn for example, that's free and you're able to, if you really wanted to grow in an area in your industry, that's one way to do it. You all do this anyway. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I think the book is uh, Jeb Blunt, uh, People by You. It's uh, if you are somebody who wants to understand more about that concept, it's a good download. It's easy listen. But people do buy you in everything in life. And obviously, if we want to talk about business, it's pretty simple. I look like for some people listening, like, oh, Jeremy, you crush it. You're great. Or the guy who rides a bike past the building calls me the goat. Appreciate that. But I'm not. Uh, I just I stumbled onto this stupidly. I just did. I didn't have another name to call this. So I'm like, well, I'll call it Jeremy Scott Fitness. What mm-hmm. the hell? But that built this brand of like me, the person, right? Brand recognition. And so now yeah. it's afforded me all these opportunities. But even if you don't do that in a business setting, you do it every day in life because people are buying you if it's fitness, right? The guy next door to me, whatever his name is, I'm sure he can teach a squat just as, as, as good as I can. Because a monkey can do a lot of these basic skills. Push the heels, back straight, chest out. It's not real complex. If you have crappy ankle mobility, put some plates under them. Like we can fix it, right? A normal, decent coach can do that. I'm not going to do it any different than he does. But why do people listen to me, watch me, and come to me instead of him? It's the brand of it. They're buying me. They're not buying just the squat. Does that make sense what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? We do that with everything in life. The reason you get your hair cut at your lady, yeah, she probably cuts good hair, but you don't hate her. She doesn't suck going to. You don't want to sit there for an hour if she was like complaining and whining and an asshole. You're buying her. Yes, her skill set, but you're also buying her. It's what we do with everything. And you as the person, your friends are buying you, whether they realize it or not, and you're buying them because they're fun to hang out with. It's the integrity you have. It's how nice you are. You show up on time. It's all these things. And we all have the power to do that. And if you want to do it in business, it's never been a better time ever to do it because we could never have done this 20 years ago. Yeah, back in the day, trying to build a brand in your community, it was through word of mouth. It was, you know, referrals. Um, we just, we didn't have the technology to, to make it so much easier and all, all this free marketing at your fingertips. You had to do it on paper or buy, you know, pay to have an ad in the newspaper or magazine or terrible you know what i mean so and utilize it <laughs> and you're doing it by everything you do every day not just what you post online not just the thing you share and comment but just how you live your how life how you show up in life that's it number 14 track your finances is that right yeah um yeah if you guys want to move ahead in the money world you need to budget you just have to have a budget i know that word for a lot of people sounds limiting or sounds not fun but actually having a budget is the the ultimate freedom to spend money on whatever the hell you want to spend it on and i mean that because once you budget the necessities your bills the things that you have to pay for everything that's left over you can choose to do with it what you want once you've covered your basic needs once you've invested it which we'll talk about later in the podcast budgeting allows you a freedom it's like when for me when you look at i'm not trying to crush the government here but we are collecting right now more taxes than we've ever collected in the history of time. I'll repeat that. We are right now collecting more taxes across the board in terms of do- like monetary dollars than we ever have in the history of time. Yet we have the most debt that we've ever had. And we're spending more than we've ever had. We don't have a an income problem. It's really scary. We don't have a money problem here in terms of inflow. We got a budgeting problem. We get a bunch of dumbasses who are spending away more money than it's coming in. And they've been doing it historically over time again and again and again. I could talk about raising the debt ceiling and the Ponzi scheme of this horse shit that's going on. But if you ran your household like we are doing it in America, like you'd have been dead broke years ago. 
You just have to track your money. You really do. And I'll stop talking in a second. You care about it because you're trading your lifetime, most of you, for money. You go to a job and you sit there from nine to five and you're trading that time for money. So they give you, if you make $20 an hour, if you make $40 an hour, you're sitting there at work for 160 bucks or 400 bucks, wherever they pay you per day, and then you're getting the money. So for you to give away your lifetime, which is the most precious thing you have because it can never come back, every second that goes by you have less, and not to track that money that comes in and just frivolously spend it, to me means you're wasting your lifetime. And you're not making the best use of it. And you're kind of like a hamster in a wheel. Well, and you have no plan for your future. And you have, you're really limiting your options if you don't make a plan for your money and for your future. And what do you want your life to be? And how much financial freedom and security do you want or need? So to make it simple, if you think you have financially successful friends... If you mm-hmm. look at somebody who does great with money, ask them if they budget. Ask them if they track their finances. If the answer is no, they're for surely not crushing it. Yeah, they are in a lot of debt. Just Every, remember that. Everybody who does well with money has a really good concept of what's coming in and what's going out, and they track it way more diligently than you would expect. Number 15, you got to delegate, especially the stuff you suck at. I do this for business, and we do it at home too. We, we pick roles at our house. Right. And it just helps you be more productive, either as a couple, individually, whether it's in your personal life or professional life. Like, ask for help if you need it. I go back to the football analogy. You, you're, the quarterback doesn't also coach the defense. The running back doesn't also kick the field goals. They delegate those tasks to people that are better at them, that are trained for them. And you do the same thing. You can't be doing every single activity at home, every single activity at work. You can't be everything to everyone all the time. You have to give away some responsibilities. It's hard for control freaks, but it has to be done. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you'll never, ever make progress. Number 16, automate. Like Like we said, take advantage of technology, all the options out there to help you progress. I just take it like having a system. Right, like, a process in place. Yeah, you have to have systems at your house. You have to have systems in your personal life, obviously in your professional life as well. And the things, and it, if you want to think of it like on a phone, you track your alarm, uh, my fitness pal, those things I, I think are all great. But to me, it's just your daily life. Well, just going back to us scheduling and planning out your week. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just automatic. Like if I know I'm going to plan, I eat one meal a day or two meals a day or three meals a day, or whatever your thing is, that's automated now. You just know. I go to the grocery store on these days. I get my workouts in these days. I do this for my job. It's the system, the routine for most people is the heart and soul of a lot of the progress they make. It's just this automated routine that they wake up like a robot and go through. And now, gosh, just going back to technology, the amount of apps that can help you with basically anything that you need help with in your life, you can find yes. an app. <laughs> For anything, for sleeping, for budgeting, meditating. Mm-hmm. What is the one that they, for the people, because this goes in, number 17 is save money. It's the, uh, I think it's like the Acorn app, where if you use it and you spend money on a links to your card, and if you spend like $8.50, it will automatically always save the change for you. So it'll save the 50 cents. So every transaction, oh, that's cool. it will save pennies. I uh, need that. <laughs> so number 17 is save money. Well, here's my thing. If you're trying to be rich, 
like that ain't gonna do it mm-hmm. but if you're someone who sucks at saving or just needs to just make the first step of starting to get in good budgeting saving habits i think that would work really well yeah anything if you're doing nothing now anything is better than that if you're past the step of like saving 30 cents to 80 cents every transaction if you're talking for most people obviously just putting money in the bank and letting it sit there because of all the things that are going on it's depreciating at a pace that it never has because it's not keeping up with inflation that's just the reality every time they print money it's basically a tax on you guys whether you understand that or not and so that money is not making any money the bank's giving you probably 0.0 like zero six percent or something crazy what does a money market account give you like one percent nowadays which again is not keeping up with inflation so if you're going to just save money and have a chunk of it because we'll talk about investing in a second if you're going to build like an emergency fund for you guys most people probably three to six months of expenses if you're more on the conservative side maybe like a year of expenses meaning if you both lost your jobs husband and wife team you had a year of money stacked up i know it seems really hard to do so if you can't do that i would work on like three months so if you know your family budget is you know, we need to spend $4,000 a month or $5,000 a month. I would say in a savings account that you never touch because you always need access to it in case like, you know, the world ate shit, you have, you know, twelve dollars to $15,000 always sitting there. Now that might be 30000 for your family. It might be 10000 for your family, but you guys have to have a conversation and just sit it there. And no matter what, unless it's an emergency, we are not going to spend this money. And that just becomes like a saving. And we'll talk about investing in a second. Number 18, network which we already kind of touched it goes into your circle and i'll say with this if you're somebody and you're not sure who to network with if you obviously are on social you can connect with almost anybody in basically any industry now and you'd be surprised when you dm people and you reach out to them i mean when you like and you comment on their stuff how inclined they are to engage with you and talk with you I, i think it can go a long way you can do it in your local community you know and people in your industry, out of your industry, um, but you have the access to network with people all over the planet that we've never had before. Number 19, help others. Yeah, I think that one is so important, obviously, and it just will fulfill you in a way that I feel like really nothing else can. Yeah, it. Um, there'll never be a right time to give. And I'm not saying money. It doesn't have to be that. It can be your time. It can be your effort. It can be your energy. But there'll never be a perfect time to do it. And it doesn't mean going just to volunteer. You can help the people in your gym, the people in your church, the people at your work, in your, your neighborhood. Like Larry. I'm going to talk about Larry, our neighbor. He helped Larry fix our lawnmower that was broken. Jeremy was gone. I was trying to get it started, and Jeremy I, thought I broke it, but I didn't. Well, you did flood the engine, which I did say that. Yeah, but there was something else, like a. It I was. Think, I think he. A part missing, like a spark, spark plug or something. or something. But yeah, he offered to help me, and he took it in his garage, and I just was like, "Oh my gosh, you are such a kind person." So we got him some beer and some cookies, very healthy. <laughs> but he's a single dude, so that's what we do. But I the, gave him a project, so. But he likes that. I know. Like he's a motorhead. But the mm-hmm. point is like he helped us. And if he needs something, obviously we would help him. So it can be digitally. It can be in, in your community. But typically it's the people around you. And it's little things that you don't think. Again, would it have mattered if I went and bought a new lawnmower? It wouldn't have mattered to us. I could have lit the money on fire or bought it. Who gives a shit? But he helped us. Like, and it took, you know, he's retired. It took maybe what, an hour out of his day? Yeah. 
probably gave him something to do. Probably made his day actually better. He should have paid us for helping him. But the point is, is like that's like a super nice thing that he did not have to do. He didn't have to stop. He didn't have to take it. He didn't have to drive to Ace Hardware, buy spark plugs. No, yeah, or, yeah, because he went to Home Depot yeah. or Lowe's. But yeah, I'm it's, just laughing when I walked over with the beer and the cookies, and he opens the door like a bachelor dude. <laughs> and he had like no shirt on. Jean and I'm shorts. Just like, oh hey, the sock word. Jean shorts and shirtless like a boss. <laughs> I imagine when I'm like 60, that's all I am. He had all too. of his racing trophies in the back. I'm like total bachelor. He's the goat, bro. He had like this huge case of his, he likes to race his old Mustang. He's, from like what year is it? Um, well, he gave us. I've talked about this. He gave us the autographed picture for Christmas one year. It says to my neighbors Heather and Jeremy, and this guy's name on it. This looks like to be. It's a Mustang. It's a 5.0. I think it's a 1990. It's, it's in the 90s. Yeah, early 90s, probably. It's black. It's pretty pimp. And he's a badass. He's in it driving. There's two cones there. Yeah, he's a gangster. So anyways, he helped us. So we tried to, and I think because we've helped people, you know, throughout, you know, the years we've been with each other, those things kind of, karma's real. Come I, I full think circle. You throw good stuff out in the universe, good stuff tends to come back. And that's the way I feel. Number 20, find inspiration. Anywhere. Make a vision board, create a Pinterest account, research online, follow inspiring people, obviously listen to podcast books, surround yourself with inspiring people that you want to be like, or reach out, like we said, send them an email, send them a DM. And if you're curious or you want to be doing what they're something similar that they're doing, then you need to reach out and take action and get that inspiration. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of you know, putting up motivational sayings around your house, in your office. If Journaling. It's, if it's watching YouTube videos, if it's, you know, turn on Rocky, turn on Gladiator, whatever your thing is, right? Like, listen to the people, if you, you know, the David Goggins, who's going to carry the boats? Like, whatever gets you guys hyped up, or if it's watching, you know, just fitness. And if that actually inspires you to get up off your ass and move, I think that's great. And just following if it's following people or listening to them or reading the things they say, especially the ones that tend to educate you, inspire you and lift you up, it can make a huge difference. And I think it just perpetuates you forward towards all the things you guys want to do. Number 21, learn new skills. Yeah. I think always try to learn a new skill, personal and professional life. If I didn't learn, for example, if I didn't learn any of these, what's a new skill that you've, taken on recently uh i mean this podcast is well advanced from what it used to start to be <laughs> uh i used to just turn on a iphone and just talk a lot of shit <clears throat> not that i don't do that anymore but there was a legit setup here and i've told this story before i'll say it quick these two girls <clears throat> um they run this it's called the get your shit together podcast i'm gonna have them on actually i need to write this down or i'm gonna forget i need to actually text Jenna to come on the podcast. But anyways, they came in here. They're like, hey, we listen to your podcast. We think it's great, which is super humbling. This is years ago, um, before I had any clue what I'm doing. Not that I have a lot now, but I'm trying to. And they came in. They're like, oh, what do you... Uh, they had this whole setup. They had this fancy Zoom recorder. They had the amps. They had uh, three mics set up. Everything was plugged in. It sounded super crispy, kind of like the audio you're listening to now. They're like, oh, what do you use to record, Jeremy? I'm like, well, I just, at that point, I had graduated from an iPhone to an iPad. And I would just talk into the iPad. And if you go back and listen to episodes from, like, 20, like, 18, 
2017 the real the real suspect and so i i i talk with him like hey can you guys send me everything you have set up so they send me all the stuff that makes their podcast run from the mics we have these fancy headsets now i mean it's, it's way more expensive and i didn't know at the time like if i would invest the money and i didn't know what the hell i was doing and i actually had her uh jenna actually came here and then walked me through how to do it. So not only how to record all the episodes and how to mess with the dials and, and the audio, but how to actually load it, how to edit it, how to put it, you know, onto the internet so it can get onto iTunes and Spot or Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And I actually sat there and recorded how she walked me through it. So I'm having her talk me through it like a two-year-old, but I'm recording it the entire time on my iPhone. So in case I forget, I can go back and learn it. I did the same thing with Infusionsoft before we actually, you know, hired Matt and had Matt do everything. I learned all the skills. I did the same thing with YouTube, how to load the videos, how to card them, how to tag them. I paid a guy money, recorded it, and we put it back in. I've done that with everything basically here. And now I don't do all these things myself now because we can hire people and they'll do it. But I had to learn all those things. And if I didn't, this business or this life or me talking to you guys never would have happened. And is that stuff fun? No, it has nothing to do with fitness. It's actually super boring. And there's so much more that goes into it than what people think. Oh, and just how Facebook to LinkedIn to Twitter to Instagram, how those things have all On changed. On the, the business side of it, because people, I think a lot of people still don't understand that you can have, like, there's a personal account for all those, but then there's the business accounts, which you have analytics, demographics, you have oh, it's way different. statistics, you have sponsorships, advertising, like so many different tools and resources. And it's a whole different, it, it's just like, there's so much more. It's always changing. Right. And if you don't keep up with it, you're left behind. Mm-hmm. And so most of the things I learn revolve around that these days and you guys would be the same way if you want to advance your career but again same thing uh, i'm working on my jump roping i got this guy i can't forget it, the jump ropes you sent me he's like rx jump ropes i'm sorry man i'm butchering your jump ropes they're the nicest jump ropes they are i'm gonna get the name right oh i feel terrible right now but he sent all these videos and they're actually really great tutorials like how to improve your double unders how to improve you know instead of having the elbows up front have them packed tight to the body have them be close behind i'm trying to work on some new jump rope techniques there's all kinds of little things but the point is I just always want to do things that are kind of hard, that kind of challenge me to be better. And I can go through everything I do in fitness and everything I've done in life. I've sucked at everything naturally. So everything you see me do that's even somewhat competent is a skill. But this digital stuff being probably the most recent. Number 21, you got to invest. You really do. Make your money grow. You guys are, if you're just working, trading time for money and putting it in a bank account, you will never be able to retire. You'll be broke as hell. You, you can't, it's impossible to keep up with, especially with inflation and all the stupid things we're doing. And I think that goes for everywhere around the world. And I'm not saying you have to be a day trader. Uh, I'm not saying you have to learn everything about the S&P 500 or the Dow or cryptos or uh, EFTs or real estate, but you do have to invest your money. And if you, you got to be educated a little bit. I would tell you my two quick tips that I've learned over the years from dudes who have been doing it a lot longer than me and have made, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars. Don't invest in things you don't understand and don't invest in things that you don't really, you're not really passionate about or you don't really enjoy. Now you can invest in things that, you know, maybe you don't love because you know it's going to make money, but you understand it for sure. But getting a financial advisor, I think is, it's worth its weight in gold. It really is. 
but if you guys want to invest in real estate, that's fine. If you're trying to do it yourself, I would urge you to talk to people who have done it before and people who have taken big losses because I've sat across here from the table. People tell me, hey, when 07, 08 happened, I lost half a million bucks. I had a guy once tell me he lost 12 million bucks in a year. Mm-hmm. And it, I was almost like, I didn't even know what to say because I've never. It seems unfathomable. I've never had $12 million, <laughs> so I don't know. That seems like a ridiculous amount of money to lose in a year. But the point being is you have to do that. If you guys were just lazy enough, just take 15% of your income, if you can afford to do it, and put it away into like a Roth IRA, your 401k, whatever it is. Even if you just set that and let it roll, historically, 6 to 8% is what the returns are going to be. The first $100,000 is the hardest, but I promise you once you can see it to get to 100K, from 200 to 300 and beyond, it goes so much faster. And then your money starts making money on top of it. The compound interest is insane. If you're into crypto, that's fine. Just start to understand what coins or what technology you're going to invest in and then dollar cost average it. So meaning if you're going to do it, do it on a routine schedule. Most people don't have, you know, 20 grand just to dump into uh, you know, a mutual fund account, or most people just don't have, you know, 20 grand to just throw into Bitcoin or something. So what you're going to do is every time you get paid a lot, that 15%, however you need to, or maybe it's, you're doing it weekly. I'm going to invest $25 every single week, $50 every single week, something like that. Cause over time you don't have to worry about, you know, buying low and, and selling high. These are just like for most of you guys, long-term holds, things you're going to have for a long period of time. And it's too much to keep up with. That's why having an investor, excuse me, an advisor. Can help you stay on top of it all. It's well worth the fiduciary, you know, probably like 1% fee you're going to pay. Especially because the financial world is shifting. It's like we're moving into this whole tech era of finance. There's a lot of finance. stuff. Yeah. And again, if it is real estate, which I'm a huge fan of, just talk to people who have, whether it's a, a secondary residence whether it's an Airbnb, short-term rental, long-term rental, talk to people who have done it before you and don't be buying things over at the medium price, man. Just don't be overpaying for stuff. And I'm not saying you can't leverage debt. It could be used amazingly to make a shit ton of money. We know a lot of people here that do it and it's awesome. But if you can't afford to do that or you don't understand it, talk to people who have done it before, please. Number 23, keep a journal. Yeah, even if it's just like, if you're not really into writing a lot, even just like Jeremy, I know you do a lot of sticky notes. Um, I've done notes on my desk or just putting up quotes, um, like writing them out or leaving, you know, put taping a note on my mirror every day that I can see. Um, but it is very therapeutic to, to journal your thoughts, um, to set goals. It will help you achieve them when you write them down. And it just keeps you accountable. Well, yeah, I've had a blog for 13 years, give or take. And then obviously we have a newsletter. These all become part of my, I guess, life journal. My fitness pal is a journal. If you think about it, documenting your food that you eat every single day. I just think tracking those things, um, auditing how you feel, uh, your workouts, if you will, all those things are great to keep track of just to, to keep you guys moving forward. Number 24 meditate which we already touched on but practice it in your own way again there's like a ton of apps if you struggle with meditating or you can even youtube different meditation um, gratitude practices you can listen along if you wanted a guided version 
which I've done. And I feel like that's really helpful if you struggle with, you know, just being quiet and present and focusing. Um, but it helps me de-stress. It helps connect with myself, but also a higher power, whatever that looks like for you, if it's God, universe. Um, and then just set your attention for the day. And again, just be grateful for everything that you have in your life. Yeah. My advice, just put down technology, uh, get somewhere by yourself. I don't care where it is. Maybe it's in your car driving, turn off the radio, all noise, all music. Maybe it's just sitting you know, in a room at your house or outside in your backyard or going for a walk and just be mindful and just let everything be free. And I think people get confused when they try to meditate and they're like, well, I just can't think of nothing. I'm like, that's, that's not what it is. It's just you just trying to be there and let whatever thoughts and things come into your head. They're just they give me good thoughts. They give me bad thoughts. But is the point is just stopping to listen and be present with mm-hmm. what's going on. And it's, it's a lot. I do it every single day. Um, usually in my car, sometimes in our backyard, uh, or sometimes just here, if I can be here and everybody leaves for a minute, which is actually, it's rare, but it happens. And then I get these, you know, kind of moments of clarity. Even doing it stretching, like I actually did it today when I was stretching at, um, usually usually on Sundays I go to the track in the stadium, but I was just, I didn't do it this morning, so I was like, I'm going to use this time. It was quiet, no one was there. I didn't have my music on, and I just was going through a mobility stretching routine and then just getting in certain poses and just being quiet and breathing. That's a form of meditation. Very zen of you. Mm-hmm. Number 25. Have a mentor. We already mentioned, you know, find people that you admire that can help challenge you, that you can learn from, help push you to grow, and just work towards living up to your best potential. Yeah, you can have multiple. They can be people you know. Honestly, they can probably be people you don't know if you just want to kind of look at them from afar. Um, But you'd be surprised if you do want to reach out to them how, again, how easily it is to connect with people. And I will say this, standing on the shoulders of giants is a real thing. It's going to help you get so much further along so much faster. It's going to cut down the learning curve, and you're probably going to avoid a lot of the mistakes that they make. And if nothing else, they're going to give you a better picture and perspective on what's realistic and and what it's going to take to get wherever you want to go. I try to do that here with everybody, Um, anybody who's ever worked here um, for us. I don't sugarcoat anything. I tell them this is what it's going to be. This is what it takes. This is how hard it is. Maybe it's for you. Maybe it's not for you. And I, I always answer every question these guys ask. I've spent more time answering questions from the people that have worked here than damn near anything else. I mean, literally hours sometimes. So I'm blue in the face. They're just asking over and over and over again, but that's a smart thing to do. That's why they tend to leave here and be successful no matter what they do or what industry that they're going to be in. And I do take pride in that. And I've done the same thing with other people around me. I always just try to ask questions. I'm never, I don't think like it doesn't make me look stupid. I'm not afraid. I don't like, I'm going to sound dumb or whatever. I'm going to ask over and over and over again, especially people who are older than me and have done things that I want to do or maybe made mistakes that I don't want to make. Number 26, you got to think big, kids. Yeah. Heather's uh, about checking out right now. No, guys. I was actually Googling a definition, but um, think big, dream big, find people that are doing what find, we... Find big people. I mean, whatever it is, <laughs> no. right? Uh, no. But just, you know, if you if you see somebody and they're, they're living your dream life, 
um, just remember that if they're they're able to accomplishment accomplish it accomplishment then, <laughs> then it means that you can too in your own way like it's possible yeah what i would say i talked about this the other day in terms of goal setting make it be crazy um but also realistic and sometimes you're going to say things that are going to seem crazy to people like i've done it for years and i know people family members friends of ours looked at me like this dude's nuts dude and I've said some really, uh, at the time, sounded... Aggressive goals. It and, sounded ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they've all come true. Mm-hmm. And maybe they were too small. I don't know. Uh, but I've worked my ass off, so that's maybe why. But I just have always thought, you know, if you want something, just throw it out there in the universe. And like I've said before, even if you come up short, you're going to be much, much further along. The worst thing you can do is just never take a shot, man. You know, even if you shoot and miss 100 times, eventually one of them's going to go in. But at least you're trying and you're throwing things out there. Number 27, be productive, man, every day. Do something every single day to work closer towards your goals. I don't care what it is, even if it's 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Don't let an entire day go by. This is just my opinion. In not working towards like your dream or your passion or the thing you love because you don't love it enough if you're willing to punt an entire day. And the way I always looked at it is if I miss today, Does this set me back a week, a month, a year? Or because I didn't do the thing today, that thing, that next thing never happens for me. And that's what I never want to feel. So I always go to sleep and be like, you know what? I I worked today. I put in the work. I was committed to doing it. And that's going to keep this train moving forward and moving me along. I never go to sleep and be like, I kind of half-assed it today. I'm just, I'm not a fan of that. I always try to be productive. And it, it gives me a sense of purpose, a sense of meaning. And then I feel good about myself. Well, and the definition of, Productive is achieving or producing a significant amount or result. And only you guys know what that is. But if you look yourself in the mirror and you're like, you know what? All you have to ask yourself is, did I move myself closer to my goal today or further away? Because as we know, there's no staying the same. This can be your nutrition. This can be your fitness. This can be your career. This can be your education. Did and then I move? unpacking that, why? You know, like if you weren't being productive then why lazy ass like or does that goal really matter to you i think we've talked about this at home mm-hmm. multiple yeah. times haven't we we have and i said this the other day make sure these goals they matter to you and you they can matter to your family and your friends too and they can matter to the whole world but they have to matter to you and they have to be important to you they have to give you purpose and you meaning and you happiness and you cannot do it for somebody else because you know why? You'll never get there, dude. You'll never put in the time. You'll never sacrifice. You'll never put in the energy because it's not your thing. You have to care about it as, like almost more than you care about anything else to really make these crazy things happen. That's the one thing we don't talk about enough, I think. If you want to talk about you know thinking big and being productive, which leads us to number 28, which is doing more, if you want to do something that very few people can do. If you want to do something special or epic or whatever term you want to use, you're going to have to be productive basically every single day and you're going to have to do more than you ever thought was possible. And that's why it has to matter to you because if not, you're going to quit years before anything ever happens. And I mean that with all sincerity, you guys. Anybody you know who's accomplished anything is going to tell you the exact same thing. Well, and it's, you know, if you truly want something versus if you are just wishing for something. It's going to be work. Mm-hmm. And some, and this is what we come back to. Is the juice worth the squeeze? 
do you want to do everything that's required to get this? Is it going to give more to your life or take more from your life? And only you can answer that. Mm -hmm. But if you're committed and you're focused and you're like, you know what, this is really the thing I want to do. And you're, you know, almost willing to die to get there. It'll happen for sure. Number 29, spend wisely. Which we already touched on. But see, you're thinking about it just like money. Spend your time wisely. Spend your energy wisely. See? When you're like me, you guys, and you think on when a different... When you're old. When you're old and you're so smart now, and you think on a different level than you're young. When you're an old man. When you're younger. You're very imma- wise. Your younger, immature wife. Um, <laughs> I am just on a different planet right now. But I look younger, though. That's the key. So... Um, I would like to ask the audience <laughs> on that. <laughs> Let's used, take a survey. I used to look younger. Now I'm old. My point is, spend your... If you want to look at people and what they value in the world, look at how they spend their money and look at how they spend their time. And also, if you want to, you know, take another, you know, layer deeper, see how people spend their energy. That's everything. It really is. If you want to be productive, if you want to make progress, if you want to find, you know, success in certain arenas, really spend your time, effort, energy, and your money as wisely as you can. You can't be all things to all people. You can't always be giving some people, excuse me, some time you have to be taking and you have to dictate how that plays out. And which leads us to number 30. Last but not least, you got to be ambitious, man. You only get one life. Time goes by way too fast. And if you're holding yourself back because you're worried about what people think. Stop. And just go after what you want. And on top of that, nobody cares anyway what you're doing. So you have to really go Everybody's after it. Everybody's so focused and worried about their own life. <laughs> and just try things. Really just just try. And, and put yourself out there and, and give as much as you can. And just don't get to the end of your life. I shared this the other day. Having your talent far exceed your ambition. Have your ambition exceed anything god or the universe or unicorn tears whatever you believe in is given you just let the ambition trump all that stuff if you view yourself as like a sponge and if you think of like a wet sponge and that's you and you've rang out every single drop of you know natural talent and gifts you have let that ambition still be there the thing that's driving you forward and pushing you past whatever you've naturally been given that's the key you just have this thing inside of you that nobody can understand and you just want to be that person. If you can do that consistently, you guys can crush anything. Fitness, education, finances, life in general. It's the ambitious people who are willing to kind of push the limits of what they even think is possible inside of them that tend to be the most badass when it's all said and done. So, Agreed. That is it. Uh, quick reminder again, our five-week face melter is kicking off here in 13 days. We close the registration down on November the 12th. We kick the program off November the 15th. We take you guys almost all the way till the end of the year. It's a great way to eat better and train a little bit harder than you would on your own. That I can promise you. If you guys want a podcast discount code, hit me up. I'm happy to share it. Um, Athletic Greens, Beam, Kettle on Fire, JLab, all the sponsors are going to be in the show notes. You guys can pick them up there. If you have any questions for me or for Heather, obviously send them our way. If you happen to be on Apple Podcasts, drop us a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. And, <clears throat> excuse me, share this with a friend or family member you think it can help. 
because it goes a long way. If they really appreciate it. Yes. So thank you, Heather, as always. Thank you. Um, I'll talk to you guys here probably next Friday or the weekend at the latest. So until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.